The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. First, as you've been hearing, the chair of the RT board has resigned. Shuni Rala said her position was no longer tenable because it was abundantly clear she'd lost the confidence of Minister for Media Catherine Martin. She was referring to comments made by Minister Martin on last night's prime time. I've asked you twice. But you cannot express confidence in the chair of the RT board. Isn't that correct at this moment? What I'm saying is I, I, I'm awaiting the meeting with Shun in the morning. I've written to her today and I've requested that meeting tomorrow morning and I'm affording her that opportunity. Now, a spokesperson has confirmed that Shuni Rahla will not be meeting with the Minister this morning. It's the latest in the continuing RT saga, with the National Union of Journalists calling it a further blow to the morale of the staff. Joining me now, Terry Prone, a chairperson, or chairman, as she likes to have it, of the Communications Clinic, and David Davenpar, broadcaster, political commentator, and former political correspondent for RTE. Uh, David, uh, good morning. We'll go to you first, just to, to get your... A reaction to the latest unfolding development? Well, I think it's a very poor decision by a minister who clearly uh, feels she has to exert her authority uh, in a controversy where she has uh, been described as, ha- as being fla- as floundering. Um, I can't understand why she didn't give Shuni Rahali an opportunity to uh, explain herself rather than uh, summarily dismissing her on air, which is effectively what she did. She was, as the expression goes, defenestrated. Uh, I mean, I think this will have a a serious effect on staff morale, where uh, Shuni Rahali was seen as being public service broadcasting to her fingertips. It's caused, uh, I'm told, turmoil in the existing board Uh, And uh, you couldn't rule out further resignations from the board itself because Shuni Rahali might have been an uncertain communicator at times, but she was very highly regarded uh, by her fellow board members as having a a forensic um, grasp of the financial uh, essentials of RTE and the unpalatable state into which they had fallen. I think the minister will absolutely struggle to get a replacement for Shun Nirahili. And it was interesting to note on Morning Ireland this morning, Helen McEntee, her colleague, the Minister for Justice, uh, seemed to be suggesting that she was awaiting a full briefing from Catherine Martin on the background to all this, uh, which would suggest to me uh, that it is a solo run by Catherine Martin. And one wonders what the Taoiseach and Tornister think of her putting the chair of RTE in such a position uh, that she feels she has to resign mm-hmm. at a time when the the organisation is already in such trouble. Yeah. Uh, Brian Stanley, the chairperson of the Public Accounts Committee, uh, said this morning, the minister practically sacked her on primetime television. The minister should have kept her powder dry until she met uh, Shun today. Um, you're saying that it's probably a solo run on the part of, of Catherine Martin um, why do you think she felt the need? I mean, she was invited on to primetime. I'm sure her officials didn't ring up and say, I want our minister or we want our minister on primetime. Um, so she didn't have to be on primetime. She didn't. Uh, and the uh, what I would regard as a minor infraction where uh, Shuni Raleigh had not told her face to face at the time about the deal uh, involving um, uh, Richard Collins. That was not a controversy that was in the public domain. Uh, that was uh, uh, that was put out there last night on primetime by Catherine Martin. Uh, so uh, she initiated the process, if you will. And it seems to me, in the great scheme of things, uh, that if 
the uh, minister's officials had been told and the chair, Shunni Rahali, um, subsequently forgot about that and didn't mention it at the meeting last week uh, when there was a myriad of other things being discussed. That is not a hanging offence, particularly in the context in which RTE finds it at the moment. Mm. So as I said, I, I think that Catherine Martin probably feels vulnerable to charges that she has been struggling to get on top of the, uh, the, the, the by, at this stage, long-running controversy in RTE. And it's true, at times, she does seem to have been blindsided by uh, successive events. I think she more than likely felt that this was the time that she could exert her authority. But uh, to my mind, it was misguided. Uh, it will do, uh, I think, substantial damage to RTE, where there are really very few figures uh, now that uh, haven't had a whiff of controversy about them. Uh, Shunni Rahali was one of those. Yeah, well, not quite so, because if you recall at the beginning, um, when uh, the Grant Thornton uh, report was about to be produced about uh, Ryan Tuberty and Noel Kelly, and they were vindicated, they were completely without sin in that regard, and that was not facilitated by her when she went into the public domain. Um, so, you know, not she has not been as sure-footed as uh, maybe she would like to be portrayed. Um, there's a statement from the minister, by the way. I wish to thank Shuni Rahla for her service as chair of the board of RTE at a time of unprecedented crisis at the National Broadcaster. Her contribution to the process of reform and transformation underway in the organisation has been hugely significant and her hard work and commitment to public service broadcasting must be acknowledged. She continued, at this critical time for RTE, it's imperative that we continue the important process of restoring trust in the organisation. As Ms. Nee Rahali stated, there's an urgent need for the transformation process to continue and a sustainable model, funding model put in place. I'm deeply uh, committed to this. Guim Gachrach Erhum Sathauchi. That's what uh, is in the statement from uh, the Minister. But the Minister, unless she's completely politically naive, uh, must have known that when you do what you did on prime time, that the inevitable will follow. Of course she knew. Uh, she put Shunni Rahali in uh, an impossible position. Uh, I mean, withholding uh, an expression of confidence in the, board, in, in the chair of a state board uh, can only have one meaning. And certainly when, when I saw the interview last night, uh, I, I, I knew at once that Shunni Rahali would not last until the morning. Uh, the question now uh, arises as to what the other board members will do. Uh, an interesting point is that uh, it doesn't appear that there is a deputy chair at the moment because Ian Kyo, who resigned, uh, or at least his term expired, was deputy chair. It's not clear to me that he, there's been a replacement nominated. Uh, so who's who's in charge would be the first question. Who does Catherine Martin go to now if she wants reliable information from RTE? It is such a mess. Um, people saying it's time for the minister to go, but of course, given the uh, state of the construction of the coalition with the Green Party and Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael, it's unlikely that um, the Taoiseach would uh, sack Catherine Martin. No, that's not going to happen. And I would imagine in the nature of things with an election on the horizon, uh, ministers will, will rally behind Catherine Martin, uh, no matter what misgivings they may harbour about uh, her approach to all this. So uh, unless there is a total smoking gun in the departmental files, I would say that Catherine Martin is safe enough. Now that uh, smoking whatever. gun may be uh, uh, Shuni Rattler's contention 
that her officials were informed uh, about these events at the time of them uh, being uh, agreed uh, about uh, Richard Collins' departure and Rory Coveney's departure. You know, the the officials were told. Uh, How much they were told, in what detail, given that confidentiality agreements were signed. So the ring of confidentiality has got to be very narrow. Otherwise, you know, departments are leaky. Uh, You know, things get out. So, So therefore... Uh, how much they were told and how they were told it and how emphatically they were told it, uh, that may or may not emerge. I think politically the whole thing is so, so, um, uh, there's, there's so much smoke blowing around now at the moment. Uh, I, I, I would be very surprised if there was something in there that was politi- politically lethal for Catherine Martin. Uh, my, my feeling is that uh, she will muddle t- through this, that her, her colleagues will naturally uh, back her up, um, as I say, whatever they may be thinking about it privately, uh, and that um, she will certainly survive. Um, but she's stored up a lot of problems for herself and her department uh, yeah. in dealing with Shuni Rahali in this way. Yeah. Um, now, you talk about morale being uh, affected by this, yet another resignation, but in truth... The engagement uh, with by the staff with uh, the board uh, and certainly with the chairman would have been almost negligible. No, but I think the staff would have regarded Shuni Rahali as the kind of person that uh, is public service broadcasting to her core. I think that, you know, uh, uh, under her chairmanship, uh, Kevin Backhouse has instituted a, 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 a series of town hall meetings so the staff are kept uh, appraised of, of, of developments. And, you know, I mean, I think the atmosphere in an organisation does actually come from the top. And things did change when Kevin Backhurst and Shunni Riley took over. Now, you know, you're right. She's not without her faults. She mishandled the uh, the appointment of Kevin Backhurst, and she certainly mishandled the Ryan Tuberty affair in its early stages. But, you know, unfortunately, the game has moved on, and we are where we are. And she has, I think, re-established herself as a safe pair of hands, and that's now that's a mm. safe pair of hands that's now denied to the organisation. All right, David, thank you very much uh, for your insight. David Davenpower, broadcaster, political commentator, former political correspondent for RTE. Uh, Terry Prone, good morning. Good morning, sir. Now, you are a chair. And I am. Uniquely, um, your late husband, Tom, Tom Savage, was the chair of RTE. So you have insights, perhaps, uh, into this that not many people would. You flatter me, Pat, but the key thing about this situation is that on Catherine Martin's watch, we've lost one top presenter, one director general, one director of strategy, one chief financial officer and one chairperson. That's a hell of a score. Fortunately, my husband didn't have anything like that. But the the issue now is, first of all, how much the public execution, because that's what it was, of um, the chair last night on primetime, how much that benefits Catherine Martin. And Listening uh, and being talked to this morning by people in government, I get the impression that while survival is not an issue, uh, success certainly is with her because there's a great feeling, not just among Fine Gael and Fianna Fáil, 
but also among the Greens, that this is not the way to do things, that the purpose of going on prime time and effectively executing a chair who was greatly admired, the purpose is unclear. Now, that's the second thing. The chair was greatly admired. Um, The coverage this morning, the tributes coming out, are uniformly positive. This was not somebody who had a bad reputation. So that's the second issue. Was it the right thing to do? And then the third issue is who knew what when? If Catherine Martin's officials knew this stuff back when it happened, surely she should have known. If they knew it last week when she began sabre-rattling, at what point did they tell her? In other words, when she was uh, dealing with the chair, did she know already that what the chair was telling her was misleading? And then... Do you mean, are you saying she was perhaps felon-setting? In other words, inviting (laughs) a misrepresentation of the facts... I mean, that that is unconscionable that she would do such a thing because that would mean, in her mind's eye, she would already have targeted Shunirala as a head to roll. I was um, avoiding any phrase like that. But the fact is that if her officials knew what the chair claims they knew and they knew it for some time and they knew that their minister was... Um, asking questions of the chair, then there's a gap in our understanding at the very least. Now, the second thing that puzzles and that is puzzling at government level, Pat, is who benefited from this? If the chair didn't tell this to the, the minister, what was the gain to the chair to the board, to RTE. I don't know about you, but I cannot find any gain. And therefore, it looks to me like an error caused by pressure, by constant questioning, by a complexity of things that the chair was trying to uh, sort. And there was no mercy, there was no allowance made by the minister for any of those factors. The last thing, and it is important, is that if Kevin Backhurst was there when the chair intentionally, or as I suspect unintentionally, misled the minister, why did Kevin Backhurst not step across? Now, the answer to that may be the same thing. Too much pressure, too many things in his head, him focused on on the things that he had gone into the meeting to achieve. But it is a question that's going to be asked. Yeah. And the, the other question is, do you pipe up if your chairman says something which is an error and you know it's an error? Uh, do you pipe up in front of the minister, embarrass your chair? I don't know. Or do yes, you try absolutely. to do you try to go outside the meeting and say, "By the way, Shun, I think you may Oi. have said, you know," and then yes. that would allow uh, the chair to correct uh, what happened. Say, "Look, I'm sorry. There's just so much stuff going on. Uh, I may have misled you that you know this is what actually happened. I was reminded by Kevin. You know, that's the yes. way. You see, what, what I am finding with all of this, it's such grandstanding everywhere. Grandstanding in the committees. Grandstanding now by the minister." There's a lot of stuff going on that, you know, it's all in the public domain. It's gladiatorial instead of maybe just trying to sort it out. 
get, you know, close down the hatches, try and sort it out privately and then go to, to committees. But you see, the politicians in the committees have to have their day. Yes, they do. And this grandstanding is creating a febrile atmosphere that goes back to something that uh, Rory Quinn of Labour once said when he was in a coalition government and there was a crisis. Albert Reynolds was a Taoiseach at the time. And Rory Quinn came to a meeting and he said, we need a head. And that is the consequence of the current febrile atmosphere, a sense that we needed a head. But when the minister talks of restoring trust, somebody needs to say to the minister that there is no precedent for trust being restored in an organisation by the removal of one person after another. It is sequential disaster. Terry Prone, a chair of the Communications Clinic. Thank you very much for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.